Welcome to Lainey Loves to Talk, where I chat about the shit that goes on in my journey as a digital entrepreneur. My name is Lainey Love, and I will be your host for today's episode. Today, we are going to be focusing on confidence. What is confidence? Confidence, how do we get it, keep it? sell it, share it as digital creatives. Where do we get confidence from? Where do I get my confidence from? During this pandemic Lovato, it's been really challenging to maintain confidence in the things that I'm doing, in keeping the energy, all of that stuff. Today's show is just a bit about like these past few months have been really tenuous because it's thrown my confidence for a loop like it hasn't done in a few years (laughs) if i'm honest it has been a really big challenge to maintain my level of confidence that i had from a few years ago pre-pandemic lovato to now especially with everything just sort of being really unsure and kind of up in the air at least on my end as a freelancer because you know a lot of the channels that i used to have in order to generate income clients people a lot of that has changed i would say 90 percent of my business has changed from 2020 to now where i get my business is different who i get my business from is different and that actually has put like a bit of a kink in my confidence you know whenever this this sort of spell happens because I, I know a lot of us are really accustomed to the ebbs and flow of being a freelancer where sometimes things are just really rolling exactly the way that we'd love it to and other times not so much but during those not so much times the times when you sort of question like is this really the path that I, I want to take is this the work that I want to do you know how do you keep your you know self-esteem keep yourself in the game So to just keep everything up, you know, I realize a lot of us rely on family or friends or our circle. What if our circle has changed? What if our network has changed? What if our network has sort of not vanished, but just transformed and is no longer the network that we know nor have been accustomed to? What if just the work has changed? The skill sets have changed. How do we maintain our confidence? How do we maintain that inner strength while we're asking these questions? After having a pretty shaky couple of months and just kind of coming out, finally coming out of like the dark side of this pandemic that we've been living through, I have really struggled with maintaining my confidence because those things that used to give me a lot of confidence really are not like available to me anymore. It's just sort of, I don't know, maybe they were very shallow or superficial, but this pandemic Lovato has helped me actualize building my confidence without having to actually rely on external sources in order to do that. Now, one of the ways that I have maintained sort of peace and sanity and mental clarity and focus with what I'm doing is one, a lot of prayer and meditation to keep my mind hopeful. Meditation, a lot of journaling, introspection, lots of lots and lots and lots of introspection. Doing like that five-year check-in. I don't know if 
um, that might feel familiar, but every five years you try to create some sort of a plan or there are some goals where you'd like to see achieved by a certain time. And like, I have always been that person that tries to sort of project where I'm going, what I'm doing, what I'd like to be doing in a few years. And I took a lot of time during our universal downtime. I really made sure to kind of go through my list, my checklist, just checking in, checking in to see if my goals were the same, if my dreams were the same, if my direction was the same, and how far away from goals I had set for myself for five years ago, even 10 years ago. Are some of those goals still relevant? Are some of those goals still valid? Are some of those goals so outdated that they're sort of adding like a weight on my shoulders that's completely unnecessary? Is that compromising my confidence in what I'm doing and what I'm capable of doing? Like those are the kind of questions I'm asking myself or I had been asking myself consistently throughout our universal downtime. And I really, really think that's a great method to reassure yourself without having to rely on external sources that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. That internal goals checklist. See, am I still aligned with my values? Am I still aligned with my goals and dreams? Were those dreams kind of unattainable? Were they superficial, shallow? Were they too deep or too challenging? Now, can I achieve those goals if I don't have all the resources that I need? Like, just asking myself those questions, and it really has helped align my values and myself and my self-esteem with my plans, like my future, with my goals. Oh, I hope this is not sounding too roundabout, but I'm just like, just trying to think of ways because I've been asked like my friends and some colleagues like how do I have the confidence to still keep going and do what I do in the face of like so much rejection more rejection than acceptance and I really have been just sort of having to think about that kind of question because initially I was just like I don't know I just I know I'm good at what I'm doing I know I'm good at what I do I know I'm capable of learning new things all the time and keeping abreast with what technology is available and like pretty good at like projecting what's coming in the future what will be redundant what's not like initially my responses were really quick and pretty superficial when I really started to think deeper and deeper as to where my confidence came from it's really interesting what started to pop up so my techniques what are my little tools and my little tips and tricks of the trade (laughs) to maintain my self-esteem and making sure that that's rooted in something that is not shallow or fragile. So kind of always doing a checklist and rechecking in my goals, my values, my core values, the five core values, honesty, authenticity, innovation, determination, and kindness. Those are not weird, but they're just kind of like these values don't align with each other, but somehow I make it work. But whenever I take on a contract or a client, we start that conversation. In order for me to sort of avoid a big depressive spell, I have to refer back to these five core values to see if the work that I'm going to be doing or the client I'm going to be working with aligns with these values. When you start taking on work that really kind of competes against the ideals that you sort of set out for yourself and how you're sort of mi- your own mission statement, your mission and how you'd like to get your work done, that's when doubt starts seeping in. That's when self-loathing starts slowly creeping up because you're just like, oh my God, I said I would never take on a, a client like this and here I am taking on a client like this. And this client starts eroding your mental state and it just becomes a cat and mouse game with yourself. 
between yourself and your values. It's, it's a lot easier to sort of nip that in the bud in the beginning than when it's too late and things start to fall apart because they, they usually fall apart. Like most of the times when you are doing things that conflict with what you believe in. And if it's for just something like money, you always feel like you've compromised. But with compromise, there could like be two things that come with compromise. There could be a positive, okay, I'm learning to make concessions because the concession I'm making is allowing me to grow as a person or as a professional in my field. Or a concession can make you feel as though you've been taken advantage of or you've lost something. Like you've given up more than you actually wanted to. Either way, it's just like pieces of you leave. You start losing bits of yourself slowly. So, you know, trying to keep this within the theme of how do I maintain confidence? How do you maintain your confidence when things are not externally are not sort of validating that? It's always like go back to your values. That's a really big one. And if something feels off, like really writing, writing that out working through as to what what feels off about the project or what feels off about the work it usually leads back to one of your core values being neglected if that's the way to sort of approach it another way i sort of maintain confidence or try to boost my confidence is by learning new things when you learn something new you know especially when you are very very much a beginner there is this sort of humility and openness that you have to have approaching the new thing because you do not know anything about the new thing you're not an expert you're not even like intermediate you are a newbie so you have to approach it with open eyes and open mind and just kind of like an open spirit when you're learning new things and you're sort of building new new neural pathways and just kind of like sparking parts of your brain that might have atrophied because you just let certain things go for who knows how many years, or you're just trying to like spark that part of your brain that's never been sparked. It's exciting, especially when you hit one of the first milestones. You've been taught just the basics and you're able to do that little basic thing by yourself without any instruction or any sort of assistance. That feeling is incredible. That feeling is so empowering because you just kind of are like, oh my gosh, I can do anything. You know, when you're a beginner and then when you, after working really hard, you're all of a sudden like, oh my God, I'm not a beginner anymore. All this work I've been doing, little increments, baby steps, baby steps. All of a sudden, you're just like, wow, look at me doing the thing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. For some, the goal isn't always to become an expert. It's just to become exposed. Become exposed to something you don't know how to do. And then you learn how to do it. You know, it might not stick, but what builds confidence is, the fact that you were brave enough to try it, brave enough to possibly fail at it, brave enough to succeed at it if you did, but just that sort of failing forward. You have to try things. You've got to try things you do not like or do not know. Because I think one of the things um, a lot of people of our generation kind of suffer with is they don't want to do it if they don't know about it. And it's like, well, you can't know everything. So I guess you're not going to do anything. Just, you know, pick up a hobby. Like I picked up painting in 2021. I did not know how to really paint beforehand. You know, I love portraiture. I think it's such a beautiful medium. And I love going to the portrait gallery in London. And you know, when you go to hospitals, they always have these like interesting portraits of like head surgeons and head oncologists and all those kind of things. And just the whole sort of setup with all the objects around. Like I love vanitas, especially with like Dutch paintings. <laughs> because 
Dutch paintings are really, they talk about like opulence, but also very morbid things like death as well. So like with all this opulence, you have to remember that you will. And like, it's, I love, I love painting. I love portraiture. I love art, period. But like, I really always marvel at people who can paint a great face. Um, you know, I've studied drawing for years, but I was never a great drawer. Like one of those, <laughs> a great drawer. Yeah, a drawer. Yeah, I was, I've never been like a really great illustrator. I've always wanted to be, but uh, I was never at the level of my friends who were in my school for the arts. And I always just was like, damn, these people, they're like, they found this like focused thing. They're so dope. It's amazing. And I had such a great appreciation for what they did, but I never actually thought, let me give this a go. So drawing and painting are very different things, very different mediums. And so in 2021, after exercising, re-exercising my drawing muscle, I was like, I'm going to start painting. And I'm going to start with like just watercolors. I don't know watercolors. I've just was like, I have no idea. But I bought like a cheap little watercolor set on um, Amazon. And I went to my local art supply shop and bought like semi-decent watercolor paper. Not like the total crap stuff, because I think it's not good to start with all crappy tools. <laughs> So I just got some pretty decent paper and cheap brushes from Amazon as well and watched a ton of tutorials, a whole bunch of tutorials on watercolor painting, gouache painting, and watching oil paints and stuff. And I was like, wow, oils, that's just way too advanced for me. I'm not even, it feels like you need so much to do oil painting. So let me just start with this watercolor and learning how to shade and do gradients and just doing like simple exercises first and building from there. Like six months on, hopefully I can paint. It's legit, like I'm learning to paint, what? Like this is where I was six months ago. This is where I am now. And it has really built my self-esteem up incredibly. I can do anything. Holy <laughs> shit, I learned how to paint in six months. Mind you, I am not the best painter yet, but I'm, I'm getting better. It's really not, it's not looking like that Spanish restoration painting that that lady did in Spain where she like restored the Jesus painting and it just looked really like a child did it. Now we're not there, I'm not there, but I'm not quite like Sistine Chapel painting level, but I am somewhere in this like happy, happy space of progress. And it's because of trying new things and just trying and just being like, okay, and building on that, building on the curiosity, building on the intrigue and exploring, being curious. I think the curious side of things is really important with keeping your confidence because the moment you stop being curious is the moment you sort of stop growing. And confidence is really directly related to growth because when you stop growing, you start to doubt. You start losing that ability. You start losing a lot of abilities to do things and to take on criticism. You start losing the ability to just focus because you're like, oh no, I already know this. No, no, no. And it's curiosity that keeps building your confidence. Not curiosity in something like gossip or something you know but like just curiosity of like oh how does that work i'd love to i'd love to just explore that and we're in such a beautiful time where we have so many channels to just learn skillshare domestica youtube we have so many great free resources and the ones you pay for domestica is great because it's like it's like master class but like more accessible 
masterclass i have a subscription to that and that feels very much like you are in a professor's class and it's like an eight week thing and you're learning from like the master how to do something where as domestica people who are actually still actively working who are at the peak in their fields but they still have like a good 20 years left to do really great work but they're sharing where they're at right now and their techniques and it's also like a university course more like a college like trade type of thing and I love it and it has because it builds upon builds and it's interactive there's dialogue there's conversation between like the workshop instructor and the people participating in the workshop they want you to sort of show your work show your process and just sort of share and be transparent and it's it's super dope we're in this wicked time where there's so many free resources you want to learn how to code you can do it you can there's so many places you can do it for free and it's just adding into your arsenal of like creativity creativeness why do words always fail me when i record a podcast so let's do a quick recap on how we keep our confidence introspection sticking to your core values trying new things because those things they're yours and they really do not rely on external affirmation or anything because a lot of us are not in the position where we have you know super supportive parents or super supportive family members we might have a friend circle that we're growing out of so they might not really appreciate the growth or the direction we're heading in and might try to stop that you know not all of us have the money or resources to have like a therapist a life coach or somebody externally who can help us build our confidence so in order for that to like become something that's really solid and stable resistant to outside temptation it's something that you build within it's pretty much those simple things with just finding out what your values are and making those your pillars and just being curious and trying things, trying new things. I don't know, I feel like some of that's kind of common sense. Maybe for somebody this will be new information to sort of hear, but it's just understanding that a lot of us rely on really, you know, they rely, we rely on our youth to give us confidence. We rely on our strength, physical strength. And those are very fleeting things. It's very ableist. We could get sick and lose our ability to do something. Then where, where do we get our identity from? Oh, maybe that's also something to talk about. A lot of people get a lot of confidence from stating the title of their jobs. What happens when you lose that job? Like what happens when you have to take a career shift because life gets in the way? What's your identity? Where are you getting your confidence from? And for a lot of people that it really rocks them when they step out of the role of like single them to like married life or committed life, partnered life. It rocks them when they become parents because it's an, it's an identity that they didn't necessarily earn. It's where their identity just sort of sort of shifted and like some people go into the really dark, deep depressions. I know I did when I was partnering with someone that didn't really align with my values. And at the time I didn't kind of, I didn't really know what my values were. I didn't realize what was good for me or what wasn't good for me because I didn't really spend that time to build, build my self-worth. And I wasn't the only one doing that. I know a lot of people do. They, a lot of people rely on external things like how good they might look. And you know, if they don't look exactly how they like, then that kind of destroys their self-confidence as well. 
we got to root our confidence and our determination just ourselves in in more stable ground ground that is fertile as opposed to sand and strength comes from within but it needs it needs pillars it needs a platform it needs a foundation and it needs curiosity all right that's me repeating myself a hundred times but hopefully ask yourself or ask your friends where do they get their confidence from and like have it as a conversation starter it might be not monday morning conversation but definitely like thursday over drinks <laughs> now that we're allowed to hang out and see each other and things are opening up again yeah it was something i was thinking about this week and it's something that i really rarely share with people really share with anyone and i thought this would be a good place to sort of share with you guys so yeah Okay, so that's me wrapping up. Lee loves to talk. Have a great week and I will be back again. Okay, bye. If you like what you've heard today on Laney Loves to Talk, check out lovelanylove.com for more content. <laughs>